music, stories, and more, you're listening to RP Radio, a program by April Artsworth. Welcome. This is Art Beat Radio. This is part two of our interview with Justin. Justin is a chef, a media producer, an entrepreneur, eater, traveler, and teacher. Thanks for listening. In part two, we dive into some more social media-based questions. Let's jump right in and hear what Justin had to share with us. What is your favorite YouTube video you've made? It's probably one of my early, early. So there, there's metrics on by which to judge that, right? There's like my favorite video of seeing it do well with a lot of views. Um, I don't really like that that judgment because I think any creative, whether whether it's a musician or an artist, they will often say that they didn't know that their best selling piece was going to be that. It just ended up being like the one that was the second one in the album. So it got played more than other ones or, you know, it got chosen to be part of an ad campaign. And so it got the most eyeballs on it. So I don't like those metrics to kind of uh, evaluate success. I have a video that I made that was inspired by basically what I do as a favor for friends in college, which was, hey, I'm trying to get my externship. Remember like my story of how my education went. I'm trying to get my externship how do I write this email to the restaurant? And so people would send me their emails to proofread and kind of like add a little bit of jazzy language or whatever, or be more professional or, you know, make it more likely that they're going to get this job. And then I would send it back to them. That's what I would do in, in, in college. And so when I was starting my channel and I was so focused on helping professional chefs early on in their career, I was like, Hey, what if I just made a video that was like, doing this, I created like a template, you could plug in the information that you wanted to send this information. And the messages I get from people of like, you helped me get my stage, which is like a, a, you know, like a a working interview, or you helped me get my next job, like that. I love those messages. Like those, those are the real, the, the real ones that, that hit and that they, they, they don't show in my YouTube dashboard analytics, you know, like I can't see how many people actually got value from this, this, this content, but those are the ones where it's just like, I really helped someone go from here to here, from zero to one, from A to B, wherever they, they're going. And so, and I can tell because I see the, the amount of people downloading. And then I also see the DMs that come through. Now, you know, there's, there's other feedback that you get of like, my restaurant loves this recipe, or, you know, I love this piece of this podcast that you did. Um, but if I had to pick one, it's probably that one. And it's like, it's called like free stagiaire email template, how to email restaurants. Um, and I just, that's what I'm all about. I'm not, I, I'm not trying to be like flashy flaming pans, you know, like quick knife cuts kind of YouTube channel. I want to be like a real resource uh, for people to kind of go, like I said, from A to B. Since you are a fellow podcaster, we talked about your podcast, The Emulsion. Do you have any podcasting tips for us? I think sticking to the anecdote that if you're trying to please everyone, you will, by its very nature, please nobody. I think that too many people get caught with thinking, so in in my example, right, I'm a chef, I should have a food podcast. 
what is the kind of like, how can you take that and narrow it down, narrow it down, narrow it down, get to like the essence of what I think a lot of times when I'm creating and writing episodes or thinking of ideas for, for future episodes or who do I want to interview? I think of like, I have just by doing this for a while, I have like the 10 to 50 people that I know this podcast is made for. And it is the kind of like young, hungry, ambitious person who is into food. They're, they're just starting their journey. They don't, they, they probably have in their mind that they want a restaurant somewhere down the line. It's basically who I was when I moved to New York from Wisconsin. Um, I wanted to cook at a very high level, but there's a lot of like misinformation going around. There's a lot of chefs who just say like, you know, there's no good help these days. Good cooks are hard to find. And so how can I put out a piece of content that is for that person? And so for you guys, if the, you know, the, the topic, the big kind of like header that you need to tag on the website when they say, what type of podcast are you producing? And it's music. How deep can you go? Like how narrowed and, you know, in business terms, they call it like a customer avatar, like who is the ideal person? What can you say about them? How old are they? Where did they grow up? What are their ambitions? What are they, how much money do they make? Like what's their background? What are they interested in? Um, what other accounts do they follow? Like how specific can you get? And for me, it was easy because I was scratching my own itch from the sense of like, this is a podcast I wish I had when I was joining culinary school. Like I, I would read, uh, John, to your point, like Kitchen Confidential on the train down uh, to go stage at restaurants from Hyde Park down to um, Manhattan. But had I had a podcast like the one that I have created, I feel like I could have, you know, like been so much more confident going into these working situations or I would have been a better peer, coworker, student, like I would have been a better performer um, had I had this podcast. And so like how narrow and niche can you go? Because the fantastic part about the internet is that like you will find those people. And I think a lot of people think that, oh, uh, this combination of two things is too weird. But a lot of times um, it's just not the case. There, there, there's so many other people who have the, the same uh, combination of interests that you have. Um, and, you know, we can get into more about like publishing or identifying who that audience is, but like really figuring out as Seth Godin would say, who is this for? Um, it's a really good question to ask yourselves. And, you know, this has to map with your goals, right? Like, do you want a massive audience? Maybe you do need to do a little bit more like pop culture-y kind of uh, things that are already being talked about and trending. But, you know, if you have different goals, uh, just make sure that, that don't, don't get sucked into thinking that you have to be something you're not. I guess that's what I would suggest. What is your favorite part of creating a newsletter? It allows me to justify the amount of like content outside of food and stuff that I, that I consume. Right. So I read a lot about like, uh, psychology and ancient philosophy and business and entrepreneurship and media production. And I, I was really guilty about it for a long time. Like I was like, you know, I should be 
you know, to your point, watching more cooking shows, I should be kind of like analyzing other people's content and how they shoot their food and how they take photos of their food and um, how they talk about products and gear reviews and stuff like that. But what I've really come into my own with is understanding or applauding and um, championing the fact that I'm a really good shepherd for this information. So I can go out, find these things that apply to me and my circle, my peers, my sphere, and share them. And how does this apply to, to us, to chefs? Um, and so the newsletter is a great way to do that because it's a digestible kind of way to send out that information. Um, not just like I'm on a bunch of newsletters where you know, people send me information on new gear that's come out or, you know, this fancy blender is on sale now. And so I'll include stuff like that where I feel like it makes sense, but it's almost like you're trusting me to be a curator of information. And again, because my uh, mindset around, you know, progressing and achieving your goals is so like there and people trust me for that. I feel like that gives me the ability to, um, you know, bring things to people's attention that I think would help them get closer to where, where they want to be. And so um, that's probably my favorite part. It just like, I don't feel guilty about reading a book uh, by Peter Thiel or Ryan Holiday or any of these authors that I really, really get value from because I know that, yes, there might be 300 pages in this book, but there's going to be a paragraph in here that I can share with the newsletter that's going to help them trust me more, um, bring value to them. And so that's kind of, you know, that, those are kind of how I think about the newsletter and um, just helps me nerd out with people, you know, like I don't, uh, I don't have a big kitchen team or a lot of, you know, people it's, it's really funny the way that our, uh, company is structured right now too, because my, uh, my business partner is a woman. And then the other, uh, four people on staff we have are also all women right now. And so, and because of the pandemic, like I can't talk about my, like my guy things, like I can't, and I, I live with my wife. So it's like, I can't talk about video games with anybody, uh, but I can leave it in the newsletter and I can talk about video games with them uh, or this new knife that I bought. Uh, and so it's just, it's just kind of a funny like outlet for me too, at the same time. Uh, so yeah. Love Ryan Holiday too. Yeah. He's the best. Another dream podcast guest, I suppose. Maybe great. I don't think, yeah, probably I, I don't, yeah I, I, so I have this, the, it's a secondary uh, brand that I want to launch in, in the future. Um, and I want to call it the Stoic Chef. Be cool. Because I think that his kind of like, I've learned so much that would have, and I can, I can mirror it in other people of, you know, other chefs that I've worked for or kitchen environments that I've been in where, you know, if I could just like sit these people down and let them uh, teach them about stoicism for 45 minutes, I think it would dramatically change all of these issues that we see that happen as negative uh, aspects of, of my industry, especially on like the really high end of things where the, the stakes are so high and the pressures are so, you know, kind of like they're redlining, you know, and so tempers get, get out of control and people get depressed and there's like a big level of anxiety before you go into work. And there's this immense sense of like, I'm, uh, I'm helpless because I don't know how the guest is going to respond or what this critic is going to say about me. And so there's a lot of his principles that I, again, to the, you know, use the shepherd analogy, like I want to take that information distill it in a way that makes sense and is digestible for chefs and then present it uh, in a way that, you know, if I could send out a weekly stoic chef newsletter every week and give them information on how to like keep a cooler head, focus on what you can't control, 
all of those things. I think that that would, I, I, I know it's going to be great. I just need to find time in my business schedule to, to write it. So. I heard you, Jeff, and mentioned the newsletter. How long does this newsletter come out? Every Friday. So it comes out every single Friday. Every Friday? Yep, yep. Any last words of advice? you'd like to leave with us no i mean if this is something that is a big goal for you guys in in 2021 just keep this ethos this is a this is a fun interview format where you know there's uh you you send the guest a ton of questions and you know it's it's actually nicer as a guest to get more questions than you know that are going to be asked because I mean, for me, I went into this like, oh, I wonder which ones we're going to have time for. Um, and so then I don't overthink it from a guest perspective. And then it just kind of allows you to dictate the flow as far as like we're going to bounce from here. But then you mentioned this. So then let's talk about this part. Um, and, you know, I'm sure you're going to have a big breadth of creatives that you get a chance to speak with. But uh, yeah, this is really, really fun. And I, I know you guys are going to kill it. So keep me posted. Thank you so much, Justin, for coming with us. We hope we can have you back on the podcast soon. Anytime. Bye, Justin. Bye, bye, bye. Thank you very much for listening to part two of this interview. Be sure to check out Justin Connor on social media and listen to his podcast, The Amalson. Thank you for listening to this stimulating podcast. I hope you enjoyed this installment of Artbeat Radio. For more information, please go to our website, ableartwork.org. Thank you for listening and tune in next time.